Welcome to the Get More Success Show. He's a guy who never measured a man's success by the size of his wife. It's showtime. 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 And now, here is your host, Warwick Mary. Welcome back to another episode of the Get More Success Show. I'm your host, Warwick Mary, and I'm thrilled today, and I'm just so sorry you can't see her live, but I'm thrilled to be speaking with my blue-haired friend, Chris Wilderboer. Hey, Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, Warwick, I love the picture you've just given everybody. It's uh, not blue rinse, just saying. No, it's sort of picture Cruella de Vil, but glamorous and without the white stripe and a blue stripe, but multiplied in size by about 10 and cut the hair to a shorter length. How's that? Is that a good description? Yeah, that's a bit better. <laughs> but nice, but no, way nice, way nice. Hey, Chris, thanks for being on the show. Now, the one question I always start with is how do you define success? Great question. I define success by progress. So I like to leave that a bit ambiguous, but um, if we've taken a step forward, then I think that equals success. Cool. So for yourself and your business, and let me just describe your business. Um, Actually, let's do one better. Let's let you describe your business. I don't need to mansplain here on the Get More Success show. I do that for my wives. You just ask them. So Chris, how would you describe your business? Balance Central is a business that helps support people through whatever transitions they're going through in life. So it allows for extra emotional and I guess energetic support to let people transition and change without all the dramas that can come along with change. So it, it's, um, I, I primarily provide support. That's really my, my basic need and desire to provide to people is support so they don't feel isolated and they don't feel like they're doing things on their own. Yeah. And in our discussion beforehand, you you quite clearly said it's not coaching, but it has an element of coaching. It's not counseling, but it has elements of counseling. It's really supporting that personal growth. And as a practitioner, you're, you're really working in removing whatever's blocking them and helping them magnify what they need to move forward. Is that a fair statement? Beautiful mansplaining there completely. Well, look, you know, after and typical mansplaining, I said I wouldn't, and then I did. Fantastic. <laughs> hey, um, so within your business and, and with your clients, how will they know that they've reached success? Like, I get that they will have made progress forward, but is there some, well, let's talk about for you, is there some goal or, or, or something that you're working towards? Yeah, often there is. Uh, What I'm educating people on and and allowing them to feel is an ability to hit a brick wall, but how long do they stay in that brick wall? So often in life we'll have hit a brick wall and it'll take us six weeks to really move past it. But the success with my clients is they still hit a brick wall because it's called life and then they just move past it within a day. If my clients are doing that, that's the success because we need to come across these things to push us, but we don't need to dwell and we don't need to stay in the low. 
So that's the success that they find. Okay. So I'm very interested. I know the listeners will be because I'm sure there's some people out there going, oh, yes, I've hit a brick wall and I'm struggling to move forward. Can you just give us what are the, like, the top three tips on what do, you, what do we need to do when we hit that brick wall or when we have something happen? For example, my Apple computer just died recently and it's emotionally <laughs> scarring. What do we need to do to move beyond the brick wall? Well, the first thing is is to actually identify that it is a stopping point because often we just get frustrated by it and we just go, oh, that's just really annoying and I need to solve it and it's really hard and, it's, and, and we talk about that a lot and we're looking for the solution but we, we forget to acknowledge that it's, it, it has some emotional impact on us. So acknowledging that is number one. Number two is actually asking for help. We often have the problem and go, oh, I've got it. I can solve all of this. I have all of the answers. I'm, it's like we have to prove that we are the be-all and end-all, and yet we know we're not. So asking for help is number two. And number three, it kind of goes hand in hand, but it's actually accepting the help because how often have you asked for help seen the help offered and then go, yeah, no, no, I've got this. So it's actually accepting the help. Do you find in your experience that men struggle with that more than women? Initially, they go into problem solving. That's, that's quite a default behaviour for men, they, that they can solve it all. Um, but actually, when men recognise to ask for help, they're actually ready to recognise it quicker than women. Right. But do you find that men that struggle to ask for help? In, in just in my experience in, in dealing with men, many of them struggle to ask for help. They think they have to do it on their own. We can't talk about this. I cannot accept that I have emotions. Um, and is that just my experience or have you found that as well? No, that's, that's really common. So they really struggle with acknowledging and asking for help. So that first one and a half components, but as soon as they go, okay, I'm, I'm there, the rest of it is super easy. Right. Um, so I actually work with a lot of males because they're ready to ask for help yep. and then it's easy, easy peasy from there. Right. Okay, and and so so how does the how do females different from that? Are they, are they not willing to accept they have a problem, or what? What's the issue there? No, they usually ask for help, but it's actually at the other end of it where recognizing that they can be fully supported by other women is really difficult. Right. Uh, they they feel like okay, I've acknowledged it. I've asked for help but they won't go back and continue asking for help right and is that so, because there's you know there's stereotypically there's a history of bitchiness uh, between women and they think oh i will be judged or someone will be having a go at me yeah the judging thing is definitely very genetic i mean I'm ge- generally speaking here i'm being very very generalized yeah, sure. um the, the judgment is very strong theme in females i would have to say and what is it fair to say that the self-judgment is higher than any judgment from anyone ever else every single time (laughs) 
So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, regardless of what sex you are or aren't, get over yourself and ask for help. Hey, um, so what sort of help do you ask for for your business? Like just talking about asking for help, you know, what are some of the roadblocks you've had that you've had to work through in, in building your business? Okay, so one of the things that I do is not only uh, identify the top three things that other needs to do for me, but that's exactly what I need to do for me. So the first thing I recognise about myself is I struggle with big picture vision. So I continually surround myself with people who have bigger vision than I do because that's me going, that's a roadblock. I, I have to accept that that's something that I can't get through on my own. And then I have to take the next step, which is putting my hand up and asking people to mentor and to be part of mastermind groups and those sorts of things and continually reaching out, even if I feel like I don't have anything to offer them, which is often the case because at the stage that I'm at, I maybe don't have a lot to offer or it's a perception that I don't have a lot to offer. Yeah. Um, so, so it's that reaching out constantly and with the recognition of what I don't have as a strength. So it's not really a weakness. It's just that I need to build that strength yeah. of vision. So and that's so what I do. Have you been able to, knowing that having this big vision has been a struggle for you, have you been able to create one? I struggle with that every day, Warwick. Yeah. I, I've been asked to make sure that I, I dream every single day. That's a current to-do list. And um, I seriously have some days where I go, I, I don't even know what to do with that. Right. I, it's like I've, I have to learn how to daydream. Now, other people are just daydreaming constantly. I, I have to consciously go, what would I like? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a, it, it can be a struggle every day, but yeah. it's about practicing it. Yeah, cool. So tell me a bit about your, your business structure and the modalities, um, like knowing that you, you do one-on-one work, um, but you also speak at different events as well, don't you? I absolutely do. I love combining both aspects. And, and so, what I love about... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. What I love about speaking is that it allows for a great big conversation and it's not just what I need to converse or share with the audience. It's actually what, where people are at and, and if I can say some words that's not necessarily directly to them but it hits them in some way that they go, wow, I, I actually need to pay attention to something in my life. Then we can find someone that actually can help them pay attention to something in their life. And I love being that person because I've already established a connection with them and a rapport on a, on a bigger scale. And then I can get down into the one-on-one, which honestly is a little bit more scary for people, but it, it's great to be able to take them from that uh, one big conversation down to a tinier conversation. I'm really interested um, knowing that there are a few people who have a a speaking element of their business and a one-on-one element of their business. How do you make the, how do you make that work? How do you get that transition from, because they're two very different skill sets, what you're saying to an audience of say 300, 400, 500, whatever it is, or 30 or whatever. 
it's a very generic versus the one-on-one is very specific. And in, in the one-on-one there's a, there's equally as much, if not more listening as there is speaking versus the speak. So you're talking, they're, they're two completely different skill sets. So how do you make that work? Yeah, that is so spot on. I've for years been very great at doing one-on-one and I, I had this block in my mindset that said, Oh, I can't speak to a great number of people because I do one-on-one really well and I can do that conversation. How, how would I transition that into speaking to more than one person at a time and having any effect? And I thought I would need to learn a completely different amount of skills to do that. But what I found is the same skill that I use to tune into someone one-on-one, I actually use in an audience, like to an audience. It, it's like I tune into what the audience is as a whole. So I treat that as the one, as the individual and find the little bits of moments that are in the audience as a whole in the same way that someone will come in and tell me a story. They're telling me this whole audience, you know, this whole story and I have to find the little pieces in it. So I actually use exactly the same skill set in the listening because what I'm doing is listening to where the audience reacts. All right. With um, some of the people that I've spoken to and worked with, they find that in talking to their clients, their client will know them for one element, let's say the one-on-one work that you do and don't even realize that they do something else. So how do you deal with that? How do you try and in business speak, what you're really trying to do is let your clients know about the other services and modalities that you have. How do you approach that? I actually use my individual one-on-one skill set that I default and, and come with and I actually listen to what it is they're wanting. So I could spend a lot of energy trying to tell everybody everything that I do, but I actually find it more effective if I'm sitting across the table from someone and they, and they say, oh, well, so what is it you do? I go, well, well, what's going on in your world? Or I get them to tell them a bit about them and then I can give them the one select thing. So as much as it could be business advantageous to have everybody know every single service I do, I find that I'm responsible for having a broad range, but I need to make sure that I show up with the right service at the right time. So, so I, yes, I have a spread of services um, and that means that clients that are used to me working one-on-one now get to find that they can experience me in a broader way and not just the one-on-one and they actually are really enjoying that now rather than just having to come in and work with me cool. uh, because now I'm accessible in a broader way. Excellent. Now, Chris, you're pretty active on different forms of social media. And many different businesses are asking that perennial question, how do I make social media work for my business? So just as a random question that you're not expecting, um, what what has been the most productive uh, form of social media for you or the most productive activities on the different platforms that have, have paid return for you, if at all? Social media I use as a way for me to be more me. So I actually prefer Facebook. And because I personally prefer Facebook, I get a hell of a lot more interaction on Facebook. And 
I'm very accessible through that because I'm super comfortable. So my theory on social media is be on the platform that you're most comfortable because people will see you really clearly. So on Facebook, people send me messages or they'll comment or they'll share or they'll, and it's just, I'll do a Facebook video with them or there's this real comfort level for me on Facebook and that's where people are given permission to be comfortable in connecting with me. So it's the platform that you're comfortable with, I think is the winning uh, key for being effective on social media. Have you had any strategies that you've used on Facebook that have turned into more clients or better exposure or anything that's helped your business? Yeah, video. Right. Absolutely, bottom line. So when you say video, what sort of video and what sort of results are you getting? I I, I do a combination. I've got some professional videos that I post up so people get sort of more of a... uh, educational perspective of what it is that Balance Central can offer and, and, and maybe some preempt about what it looks like and what it feels like and those sorts of things. And then I do one minute videos every week that I post just as a helpful hint, just as a, oh, and, and what's, what's hilarious about those is that it's always something that's happened to me in the last three days. So I always thought I wouldn't have an inspiration for what I would talk about for a minute. And then every week I go, ah, this has happened. Okay, I'll share that experience. And so video, and I think that comes through on the video really easily rather than written word because there's, it's just something in my facial expression where I go, well, you should have heard what happened to me today or yesterday (laughs) or this has taken me three days to get this one to happen. And people like the realness. Yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, knowing what you know now about your business, what do you wish you knew sooner? What are the, what are the mistakes that you've made or, or what are some of the things that you wish you knew sooner to help you get to the level of success you've achieved quicker? Oh, great question. That one's tougher than the social media one, actually. What did I, I, I think that, um, that it's okay. Oh, 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 no, I know what this is. It's okay to do it your way. I started my business and did a lot of networking in the first two or three years and I was forever exposed to, oh, you should do this and you should do that and you should do this. Oh, and you need to have that. And this is also what you need. And I would be seriously overwhelmed by all of these things I should be doing when really I needed to take every single one of those and kind of bring it into my presence and then turn it and go, well, I like it, but I only like this little section of it. I liken it to when somebody's pregnant and they get advice after advice after advice about what the pregnancy should be and how it's going to happen. And you take it with a grain of salt and you do what works for you. And that's the thing that I really would have liked to have grabbed hold of really early on and I didn't it took me a good three years before I went oh this is ridiculous I just need to do me (laughs) there is that everyone's got their idea of what you should do and we're quite happy to uh, let you know so uh, yeah that's a good one Chris I'm gonna have to wrap it up there because we're we're running out of time if people want to watch these videos and see your lovely blue hair or get in touch with you or find out more about you how can they track you down 
balancecentral.com.au is a great place to get to me. There's, you can sign up for newsletters. You can get to my social media through there. There's all of my videos and services and products are available through that website. It is a bit of a, everything is on that website. Uh, my speaking, any of the media interviews. So, you know, this would be, a, this will, this podcast itself will also be on there. So it, it's the one-stop shop is balancecentral.com.au. Excellent. Chris, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you very much, Warwick. It's been a pleasure to be on your show. You've been listening to another episode of the Get More Success Show. I look forward to your company next time. Thanks for listening to the Get More Success Show with Warwick Merry. Continue the conversation with other successful people over at getmoresuccess.com. That's where you'll find all the show notes as well as a link to our Facebook group that we'd love for you to join. Getmoresuccess.com is also where you'll find all the information you need to connect with me, your host, Warwick Merry. Thanks for listening and until next time, enjoy your success.